Welcome to episode 116, where I talk to the CEO and co-founder of Leaders Bridge, Daniel Jodi, and I'm very excited to talk about leadership and talk about different ecosystems around the world. And last but not least, the CEO Collaboration Day. Make sure to stay tuned. Welcome back to a new episode of The Startup Show. Today we record episode 116 of The Startup Show and I'm very excited to meet with Daniel who is the CEO and co-founder of Leadersbridge. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. This video is very important to me and one of the reasons why it's important to me because so many people have come up to me and I guess we both make some kind of buzz in the startup world which is great for both of us and I acknowledge and applaud you for, for this success. But many people tell me like, oh look, isn't the competitor view. And I have to tell people that, you know, majority and 99.9% .9 of the chances are that you might do something very similar, but you can still work together in one way or the other. And besides that, I think it's very fascinating what I do. I want to show off with that video. So Daniel, please take it away and give us a short introduction about uh, what you exactly do. Thank you so much. I mean, and I... Who, who you are, maybe we start with that. <laughs> sure. So I'm Daniel, I'm Swiss originally. Um, everybody always says I get a weird accent because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really have a Swiss accent, I guess, but I'm Swiss and I grew up in a very international environment. Once I got into my career area before I was very much in a traditional Swiss setting. And uh, at one point I started this company called Leaders Bridge, basically the brand Leaders Bridge. And uh, what we do is we bring together uh, corporates and entrepreneurs into a peer to peer exchange to exchange around the most burning topics of today from, from a CEO perspective. Mm -hmm. But before, let, let's take a step back from when you decided uh, to leave your HR career and go more into, let's say, build your own thing. How was that moment? Like, what made you decide to do that? Well, I don't think there was a specific moment. I've, I've always been an entrepreneur. I started my first company. I don't know if that was a company. When I was on school campus, basically, probably shouldn't be saying this, but uh, <laughs> uh, I was actually selling uh, CDs on campus, you know, like yeah. it was, it was the time. time. Yeah, it was like you can burn <laughs> CDs on campus. I was making fairly good money like every, every month with it uh, because I was selling games and, you know, not very... You know, it was maybe in a gray zone, I guess, but at least it was a commercial activity. It was a lot of fun. And I was realizing, oh, you know, I could actually do something on my own that makes money. It's fun. You know, it's interesting. It provides value for people. I did that for about half a year or something because I moved out of that school. And then, uh, you know, I didn't want to do that as, a, as an actual <laughs> company. So, I mean, that, and that was like, I don't know, I was 15 years old or something like that. And then I started multiple companies like uh, I started in search engine optimization consulting firm when SEO was not known in Switzerland, nobody had a, any clue what it was. So just business was just flocking to me, which is great. I started an online job where, you know, we, we made about six figures in revenue in the first year um, with it. And then we shut it down because, you know, the wave was gone. So I, I did lots of these things over the years. I just started and tested and, you know, some of them made money, some of them didn't. Some <laughs> of them was, you know, shut down within a year, others within four years, others within two days. And it's just, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, I spent about 10 years in, in, in HR, in recruitment, in an employed setting. And it's just like one day I was like, this is not who I am. Yeah. It's just not who I am. And it took a lot of time and a lot of outside pressure in terms of, you know, understanding this is not who I am because I tried to fit in for a long time. And at one point it was just, it was just too much. Like it was just, the glass was full mm -hmm. in that sense. And it was just too much. 
and I uh, just couldn't take it anymore. And then, you know, I, I, I basically officially became an entrepreneur, I guess. Right. So let's talk about Leaders Bridge. Um, at some point you decided like that's uh, your calling for now. Uh, maybe explain us a little bit uh, what you do beyond, let's say, the first sentence you already gave away in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, just maybe on the quick history, um, I mean, I, I started a consulting firm as the first thing that I did. I did some consulting on, you know, partnership development, executive coaching and things like that. But then very quickly what happened is the clients came together and it was more of an ecosystem because they started to do business with each other. I started to do a thing that I call the private gathering. I just simply rent half a bar in Zurich and I tell people I'll be there from six to nine on Thursday evening. If you want to come, you come. And what happened was, well, for the first one, it's about 15 people showing up and they flew in from five countries for just that one private gathering. And I was amazed and also a bit astonished that people would do that just to get a beer with each other. But what happened over the next four or five years was there was about 20 million Swiss francs in new business from you know investments and partnerships and businesses generated within that community, basically over beer. Yeah, you know. And of course, I'm just talking about, you know, numbers now, but it's a lot more, you know, there was friendships and I mean, lots of really cool stuff behind the scenes as well. But uh, money is easy to measure, right? Mm -hmm. And then at one point I said, you know, what could we do if we would structure this a little bit more than just beer, but actually would structure it in a way where people had an exchange on specific topics and not just like free flowing exchanges like that. And uh, we called uh, the CEO Collaboration Day into life. Mm -hmm. And uh, it happened for the first time in November last year. We had 21 C-level people there. And the crazy thing was like three months before that, I didn't know 90% of those people. I, I had no idea who will be there. I didn't know where the event will be. <sighs> no idea. So we had everything sponsored from location to catering to literally everything. We had 10 people on staff for camera, for like video, for moderation, for literally everything you can imagine. And uh, it was totally mind blowing. And we did that within three months. Yeah. The next one is in April now. And uh, we already have like 20 people confirmed uh, without me telling too many people about it. Actually, it's, it's totally crazy. At the end of the day, what, what, what happened was a platform where those people, we had the COO from BNB Paribas there. We had startup um, founders with 30 employees there and anything in between basically. Where people like that, that do not like to go to events could actually come to mm -hmm. because they wanted to have the intimate exchange, right. but not just with other startup founders or with other corporate people, but across the board with others that they would never meet anywhere else. Yeah. And then the interesting thing was, is they came together and they left their mask at the entry. They left their ego and their status <laughs> at the entry. And then they came in, it was an environment. I mean, within, within an hour, people were sharing things they never shared with each other, never shared with anybody else before. Yeah. And it was totally magical. And uh, there was a certain trust that was created because most of them met each other for the first time. And, you know, they talked for five minutes and most of them were like, uh, it's crazy. I feel like I've known you for 10 years. You know, you know that yes, feeling, right? For sure, for sure. So we created that feeling. We created that setting. We created that trusted place where people could come to. And I guess that's one of the reasons why they come again and again and again. One crazy story, like two months ago, one of the CTOs who came there called me, or I called him and I said, are you going to be there next time in April? And he said, yes, of course. And by the way, if you need more cash, if you need sponsorships or whatever, just tell me. I can organize whatever you need, but you need to tell me. <laughs> yes, for sure. And it, I mean, that's to me, it's mind blowing. I yes. mean, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, that demonstrates the kind of value that this is, and also the type of connection that this creates, not just between us and them, but also between them themselves. I mean, after the CEO collaboration day, so far we had about 50,000 Swiss francs in closed business, just between the members yeah. and the moderators. 
and a lot more you know now and offers out there and that's just from a money perspective but there's joint ventures being started new companies being started between the people mm -hmm. and it's just like completely crazy what's been happening i mean it's it sounds like very much the spirit of uh, what those Lothar you said about the europe forum she ended her speech with saying like just do it give it a shot and it sounds like you know like something that like happened over time when you look at these these events with the ceo collaboration day do you do anything during these events where you would say like this is exactly like what makes this uh, let's say so special or magical how you say that well like, do you have activities yeah first that's hard for me to say because um I, my partner organizes the whole thing coordinates everything because yeah. i can't do that i can only get people together that's the only <laughs> thing i can do i very much believe from my perspective that the number one criteria for something like that to happen is you gotta have the right people yeah and the right people i mean they gotta be they gotta be at a level of consciousness where they understand that they're that the world's an abundant place you mentioned before you know competition well in my world there is no competition because the world is an abundant place We, you have a unique DNA and I have a unique DNA. How on earth could there be competition between that, <laughs> sure. you know? And if you break it down, there's nothing but DNA at the end of the day, right? Yeah. You know, there's certain belief systems that our members need to have in order to come in. I mean, there's a rigorous process. I mean, I don't care if they're, you know, the CEO of Rush or this. I don't care who they are in, in a status perspective. There's a rigorous process that we apply to make sure that only the right people come into this because every wrong person, every one wrong person can break the whole thing, uh, can break the trust of everything and, ev and everyone. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I believe that's the number one thing because what I've experienced is with the private gatherings we've done, there was no structure, there was nothing, there was no agenda, nothing. It was just come in, have great conversation, have a few drinks. But the key to it was only the right people could be there. That's why it was closed. That was a completely invitation only. And everybody who came in had to go with, once again through that rigorous filter process. And I believe that's, that's the reason why. So what does that filter look like? What we've created is uh, the Leaders Bridge Creed. Yeah. It's basically uh, 10 points, 10 commandments, so to say. Uh, and it's all about what we believe and it's all about what we stand for and it's, it's our guiding principles. Mm -hmm. And every time we have conversations with people who want to come to the events, We basically have conversations and we ask questions, not you know directly to those, but we ask questions so that we understand how they behave in certain settings that need to align with our guiding principles. And that's a way for us, it's not a structure process in that mm -hmm. sense, you can't just tick off boxes, <laughs> but it's a way for us to make sure that the alignment between who they are, what they believe, and our guiding principles is there. Yeah. And if that alignment is there, they're in. Otherwise, they're out. And that's also for us, that's important. You're either all in or you're all out. There's nothing in between. There's nothing like, sometimes I act that way. Sometimes I, <laughs> you either, that's either who you are yeah. or it's not who you are. Right. So let's talk a little bit about your uh, video series. Uh, you will also have, let's say, weekly interviews. Maybe you can, um, first of all, say like what, what's your goal or what your objectives are with this. But what's more interesting to me is um, who was, let's say, your most inspirational person that you met Uh, through these videos. The interview is called The Aligned Leader. Yeah. And uh, many people have asked me, why don't you call it like the digital leader or whatever, because it's always about digital. And I couldn't answer the, the question really. I didn't really know because the, the Aligned Leader just simply showed up, so to say. Yes. I didn't know exactly where it came from. But at the end of the day, what I realized along the interviews was that all these leaders, they act in alignment with who they are. They act in alignment with their values. And that's, that's, that's the essence of, 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 of the series. And the reason why I do it with them is because I want to personify their brand, their companies. Because at the end of the day, a logo, a website, you know, a company itself is boring. It's nothing interesting. What's interesting is the story behind it, mm -hmm. the personality behind it, the values behind it. 
So what we do is basically we take the leader, the top leader of the organization, and we dissect them in the interview in a way so that their personality stands out, their values stand out, their story stands out. You know, it acts as a talent magnet on the one side. One example is NZZ, Neue Zürcher Zeitung. I mean, when you hear that, what do you think? Oh, newspaper. Yes. I mean, 200 euro company. Can't be that exciting to work there, right? Well, one of the great people in the community is uh, uh, Ruven Leuner, who's the head of digital products at uh, NZZ. And when I did the interview with him, he was just saying, well, you know, that's the outside, but the inside is totally different. Here's how the inside looks like. And just because of him also, because of his personality, this organization, this company becomes an entirely new face, entirely new brand view from a talent perspective, especially the new generations. Yeah. So that's kind of like what this is all about. And it's all because at the end of the day, Nobody works with each other, collaborates with each other, goes work for somebody else, you know, just for a company or for a structure or something else. It's always people with people. It's yep. always stories with Even stories. Even if the people say B2B business, is always people behind There's it. no business to business. It's people <laughs> to people, right? Yes. It's just, I understand that we need to categorize, but at the end yes. of the day, it's people to people. But like, tell me, who was the most inspiring person? Well, there's been quite a few. Um, recently, I would say... The one that just pops to mind is uh, Thomas Mayer, who's the managing director okay. of Accenture. Oh, Accenture. Accenture Switzerland and also Accenture Digital for uh, the Dach region. And uh, the reason is because I asked him one question, like, how do you run an organization with 3,000 people and yeah. still stay sane? And he said, well, first of all, I don't run an organization. Um, Facilitator, what did he say? <laughs> well, he basically said, I just simply support the great leaders in the organization uh, because I believe there's no other way of, of going about it because nothing else makes, makes any sense and it, it wouldn't be who I am otherwise. I just found that really inspiring because... On that level, it's it's so easy to be overwhelmed with all this stuff, right? Yeah. But then he also shared that, I asked him, like, how did you get there? And he said, well, it took a long time. <laughs> so he was very honest as well. He, he didn't try to hide anything, you know, yes. just shine a light on the good side. He was totally authentic sure. and, and truthful. Do you have a book, 360 plus visionaries? Yes. Um, how did that come together? Like, what is the story behind that? I don't know who the players are in Switzerland. Switzerland is a small country, but it's so dissected and nobody has a view, a general holistic view over you know, the players. Yes, you can say I need companies from this size to this size. You can categorize um, via hard facts, but you can't categorize in terms of saying who are the ones with the real purpose? Who are the ones you know, who are not just out there and doing stuff because you know, they're, they're in it for you know, just commercial reasons, but they, they're in it for the impact. So I wanted to shine a light on the kinds of companies and people that, that are true visionaries. And I believe mm -hmm. a visionary is somebody who is, well, an aligned leader. And yep. I believe that's somebody who acts according to his own values and, you know, it doesn't act based on yesterday's limitations, but on the abundance of tomorrow. Okay, very good. Um, one last question, because you also get a lot of, let's say, insights into different types of ecosystems, specifically uh, Poland and Switzerland. Maybe you can elaborate just to, to wrap up this uh, first section of the show. What do you see, let's say, main differences or similarities between these two ecosystems? We had a huge conversation in, uh, at a Global Entrepreneurship Network event we did yeah. uh, a couple of days ago, exactly on that topic. From my personal perspective, there's a couple of things. I mean, one is culture. I believe the biggest difference is culture. It yeah. makes sense, right? Every country has its own culture. But in Switzerland, and we're both Swiss, so we can yes. openly talk about it. Our culture is very much driven by compliance, by safety, and by certain things that try to just, as much as possible, keep up with the status quo. Yeah. 
And that's 180 degrees against entrepreneurship innovation in some way or form. And the problem is in Switzerland, very often people try to, first of all, try to brand that as, ba as a bad thing, yeah. you know? And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, we need to shine a different light on it and say, how does that play into entrepreneurship and innovation? Because we shouldn't try to copy Silicon Valley because we're not Silicon no. Valley. We need to be ourselves in the context of entrepreneurship, in the context of innovation. And I know it's a little bit conceptual, but if you think about it, you let it settle in, I think you know what I'm talking about. So sure. for me, the main difference is that there is differences. And I think it's a good thing <laughs> that there are differences. But, you know, Swiss people maybe sometimes could be a bit more outgoing, a little bit more social <laughs> and, and things like that. And that's where I see in many other sure. places makes sure. things a lot easier. What happens here is basically I ask online on various social media channels, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and also WhatsApp, if people have questions directly to you and your activities. And unfortunately, but that's how it is, sometimes people ask anonymously. They, are, they prefer not to be named. Usually they are, but not everybody. The question is the following. We actually spoke about this already, but maybe you can go into it a little bit again, a little bit more. The question is the following. What practical developments have come out of your activities beyond the money? Let's say if you look at the CEO collaboration day, what kind of, let's say, collaborations, actual collaborations came out from there? So specifically about collaborations. Yeah. Um, I mean, tons of things. I mean, one, one big thing is TED Talks. Yeah. Really strange, but... Um, so many people that came to our uh, events um, suddenly were on TED Talks. They suddenly invited each other to speak at conferences. They founded companies together, which was a big one. Like I'll give you one example. Uh, one investor invested in a startup because they had a beer together and met each other for the first time. And four weeks later, the check was signed. Wow. So that's just one example. I don't know if it's about money again or not, but uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, I think, I mean, every collaboration should be about money at one point because, you know, it should be sustainable in some yes. setting, right? <laughs> I mean, conferences is a big one. Speakers, um, joint ventures, people started to do conferences together. Uh, because they had a similar audience and invited both of their audiences and split up like the, the conference that way. So yeah, a lot, a lot of these activities outside of just like revenue or business deals. I mean, revenue and business deals is probably only directly maybe 5%. Mm -hmm. All the rest is lots of things that in some shape or form led to commercial activities then down the line. Good. Thank you very much. Make sure to subscribe to any kind of channel to make sure you can ask your question next time. Ready? All right. First one is, you have to finish a sentence. The most important character for a leader is? Humbleness. Who do you admire in the executive world? Pascal Kaufmann. Wow, cool, me too. <laughs> tell us, one of the first ones who didn't say Elon Musk. Usually yeah. people say Elon Musk, but. Yeah. Tell us one thing you learned from conducting videos. To get out of my comfort zone. Yeah, that was tough for you to start recording. Especially when I'm outside, I'm just shooting and everybody's around and I go like, what do these people think when I'm now talking into my phone? And the more you do it, the more you go like, oh, there were people around? <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. Okay. Comfort zone, big one. Get out of the comfort zone. If you have to define yourself, are you a risk seeker or more risk averse and why? Risk averse, definitely. Maybe it's because I'm Swiss. <laughs> I think there's no point in just taking risk for the sake of risk but very calculated risk is, uh, sure. is a very good thing. Very good, and the last one for today, which messaging and note-keeping platform do you prefer the most? Evernote. Evernote, that's, that's your tool to use? For notes, Evernote, uh, messaging is WhatsApp. And with your team, you also use WhatsApp? WhatsApp, 
Number one, ja. Mary Cooper. Now is your moment to leave some kind of memory for the next generation where you feel like I am the expert for some kind of topic. And you have about 60 seconds to leave this uh, expert advice. One of the only things I can do is connect people. So um, let me talk about that. So I believe everybody has a natural talent and a uniqueness and a unique passion. And, um, you know, there's no point in trying to copy somebody else. Um, and I very much believe that you got to walk through life in a way that um, is natural to you. And yeah. I guess one of the things that I've done really successfully and well is I can't do anything else than the things that are in alignment with my values. And yeah. I don't know if that's an expertise, I have no idea, but that's just <laughs> what came up. Okay, very good. So, you know, live your life according to your own values. I think that's a nice way to end this episode. Uh, thank you very much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, everybody who tuned in today and stayed all the way till the end of this episode. Make sure to tune in next week and you'll see the preview right now. Have a great day.